The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey, bringing you these informational shows every Sunday to educate the community on many different health topics. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist has six offices throughout the state, from the Bergen County all the way down into Ocean County, to serve all our patients. Our main office is at 310 Madison Avenue, in Morristown, New Jersey, which is our main office. And our newest office is still in Bedminster at 2345 Lamington Road, and that's in Bedminster, New Jersey. I'm going to give you a couple uh, numbers for us, our main number to reach our main office in Morristown, which we can probably answer all your questions through that number, is 973-285-7800. And our website, which is really important, is ansdocs, that's ansdocs. Dot com. Uh, on that website, you can get almost all the information you need for us. At the end of September, I will be launching our newest website, which is a very multidisciplinary uh, website going over all the new centers that we're opening. Uh, there will be a patient portal where you can access all your patient information. So a lot of new things are happening here at ANS. Again, this is a live call-in show, so let me give you the call-in number before we introduce my guest today. Uh, the call-in number is 973 973- 267-WMTR, and that is 9687. If you're wondering what WMTR is, it's uh, 973-267-9687. And thank you all for listening to the show every Sunday and supporting us. Okay, so again, as always, I try to bring topics that are interesting to the listeners, things that most of us wonder about and need more information, and that's why today I thought about bringing you the show on osteoporosis. Osteoporosis affects so many of our elderly population, not so much elderly um, as I'm approaching uh, getting up into that age. It does happen to younger people also, um, and I wanted to bring on an expert to discuss that. So as you know, I brought in a lot of people from Kessler, and again, this is another one of my special people from Kessler um, in Institute. She's from Kessler and Clifton, and her name is Kavita Patel. Good morning, Kavita. Hi, good morning, Tom. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, to reach Kavita uh, at her clinical office, I'm going to give you another number, so get your pens ready. It's 973-249-0249. Again, this is a live call-in show, so if anything Kavita is uh, says that's interesting and you want to know more about, please call in the show today uh, and ask her about that, or you can re-listen to our show at AnswersLiveNJ.com. So again, Kavita, good morning. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, osteoporosis affects, 
and you're going to teach us all a lot of Americans. Um, it's somewhat of a de devastating disease, a lot more in women. Um, we'll discuss ab uh, about that in detail. But before we get into it, uh, let us know a little bit about who you are, a little bit about your educational background, and where you work and your specialty. Sure. Well, I want to say thank you for having me on your show today. Thank you so much. Um, I work for Kester Rehab in Clifton, New Jersey. I've been with the company for eight years now, and I've been practicing physical therapy for almost 21 years. I uh, graduated from McGill University in Montreal, Canada. Most of my experience has been in outpatient orthopedics uh, with a special interest in osteoporosis. Um, it is something that hits close to home for me. There is a strong family history of osteoporosis, and I have some of the risk factors associated. Um, so I have taken a special interest to take care of my health, my bone health, and uh, talk to my family members, as well as um, educating my young daughter to um, minimize the tendency for some of the changes that occur with osteoporosis as we get older. Okay. Well, thank you again. It looks like I definitely have the expert here to speak on this topic. <laughs> um, osteoporosis, like I said, affects everyone. Um, and if it's not taken care of, it causes fractures, uh, which our group specializes in. We have a kyphoplasty center, which we'll go over a little bit. But we have a doctor, Jonathan Baskin, who specializes in that. And if it gets to that point where you don't take care of your bones, that's what happens, everyone, is they start to fracture and break. Yes. Uh, very painful. Um, there are remedies, like I said, the kyphoplasty procedure that we perform that helps get rid of that pain, but it doesn't get rid of the osteoporosis. So we need to prevent that. So the first question for you today, Kavita, is what is osteoporosis? Osteoporosis. So osteoporosis literally means porous bone. It's a disease that affects bone density. It causes the bones to become weak and fragile and therefore more susceptible to fractures. Um, the loss of bone occurs silently and progressively. You don't feel it happening until you sustain your first fracture. Uh, some signs that you might notice are loss of height, uh, development of a kyphotic forward head posture, and uh, maybe your clothes not fitting as well. Um, the most common sites for fractures are the spine, the hip and pelvis, and the wrist. Most of these occur due to a fall, but many also occur without any stress. Just a spontaneous compression fracture of the spine can occur where the bone succumbs to its own weight. Okay. Um, sometimes these are painful, and sometimes they're not. And um, a, a simple movement like a sudden forward bending of the spine, which can occur, let's say, during a sneeze or a coughing episode, can be strenuous enough on the bone, causing it to break. Right. We've had patients, when they come for the compression fractures, they will say, what did you do? And they say, nothing, or right. I coughed, or I sneezed, or I reached to get something out of a cabinet. Exactly. Or just simply getting out of bed the wrong way can right. put that much stress on the spine. Okay. Now, um, just a little bit about what the bone, how bone functions. Bone is living, growing tissue. It's constantly remodeling itself. It's breaking down bone and laying down new bone. Um, about 85 to 90 percent of our adult bone mass is acquired by the age of 18 to 20. That's when more bone is laid down than is broken. Okay. Um, so building strong bones during these childhood and adolescent years can help to prevent osteoporosis later in life. As we get older, we start to break down more and don't lay down new bone as much. And um, in women, especially after menopause, especially the first five to seven years after the onset of menopause, women can lose up to 20% of their bone mass. Wow. Yeah, quite significant and very early on. So with appropriate medical intervention, we can slow down the progression of osteoporosis and minimize the physical impairments associated with it, including loss of height, the kyphotic posturing, and minimize the occurrence of fractures. Okay. 
Um, what is the prevalence of osteoporosis in the United States? And I'll slip in another question in here. Does it affect men? Yes, it does. In fact, um, 80% uh, is are women and 20% are men. Okay. And men, um, especially after the age of 70, are um, more prone to developing osteoporosis because of the loss of testosterone. Okay. Uh, in the U.S., currently, about 54 million people suffer from low bone density, which oh. includes osteoporosis and osteopenia, which is the precursor to osteoporosis. So osteopenia, that's precursor. So yes. in your diagnosis with that, they would say you have osteopenia? Correct. Okay. Uh, one in two women and one in four men over the age of 50 uh, um, is likely to sustain an osteoporotic fracture. Wow. And osteoporosis is responsible for up to 2 million fractures per year. By the year 2015, that number is likely to be 3 million. Okay. So it has a huge impact in the medical community to our patients. Right. Uh, it's kind of scary when you think about it um, because we're all get old. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we have to worry about that. Um, anything else on the prevalence of that that you wanted to discuss? Um, it does affect uh, the younger population. It's not just an elderly person's um, disease. Um, young adults uh, that have inactive lifestyle, poor ha uh, dietary habits, start to develop low bone density earlier on. Uh, women that enter early menopause are also more prone uh, you know, in their late 40s and early 50s. So knowing these risk factors, I think um, ahead of time, you can take appropriate steps to minimize uh, the effects that occur long term. Okay. Um, with that, you've already asked my next question for me. What are the risk factors for osteoporosis? Yes. Being over the age of 50, okay. being female, having undergone menopause, Caucasian and Asian women are uh, more prone to developing osteoporosis having a family history of osteoporosis, having low body weight and being small frames and thin, um, having had a sedentary lifestyle, poor diet, um, not getting enough calcium and vitamin D in your diet, um, smoking. Smoking is a big risk factor for osteoporosis. Excessive drinking, drinking two or more alcoholic drinks per day, excessive caffeine consumption, as I mentioned earlier, women that have undergone early menopause, um, prolonged steroid use for greater than three months um, for conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis or GI issues, colitis, any of those conditions, um, having had breast or prostate cancer, and uh, suffering from some eating disorders like anorexia nervosa, um, your body is depleted of its uh, nutrients, and you sustain uh, significant bone loss as a result. Okay. So there are numerous risk factors. A lot of risk and factors, yeah. sometimes you don't even need to have all of those. You just need to have one that can put you at a high risk. For example, I have treated so many patients in their mid-30s um, that had taken these corticosteroids for three months or longer for um, colitis or for some other autoimmune disease. And at the age of 35, they had a compression fracture of the spine. So um, definitely some things to think about and talk to your doctor if you think you might have some of these risk factors to take the appropriate treatment um, management interventions. Okay. So if someone suspects they um, are at risk for osteoporosis or they may be on these medications we just discussed, um, how is it diagnosed? And then we hear a lot about a T-score. Um, 
Let's discuss that. First, how is it diagnosed? The most commonly used test for bone mineral density is called the DEXA scan. It it only takes a few minutes, and you don't need to undress. There's no pain associated with it, so it's pretty easy and straightforward test. It... um, there's low radiation from it as well, and um, that's uh, really the gold standard used today um, for testing for bone mineral uh, density. Medicare usually reimburses uh, for this test once every two years. Okay. Now, when you undergo this test, um, you are provided with a T-score, um, which is an indication of how much bone density you have and how much bone loss has occurred. So um, you would get a number, let's say a number ranging from 1 to 2.5 standard deviations from the norm indicates that you have osteopenia or low bone mass. Um, The number ranging 2.5 or greater from the standard deviation uh, from the norm um, indicates you have osteoporosis. Now, it's very interesting to keep in mind, each standard deviation indicates a 10 to 12% bone loss. So if you are considered osteoporotic, that means your score is 2.5 standard deviations from the norm, that means you've already lost about 25% of your bone density. So quite significant. Wow, that is significant. And um, from when I used to do um, x-ray, I'm an x-ray tech by trade um, years ago, um, it's really an x-ray, a low-dose x-ray, and it's usually of your hip, correct? Hip and the spine. And the spine. Yes. Um, so I do remember years ago laying someone in the DEXA scan, and it's it's actually very relaxing. You just yes. lay there, and it kind of takes a picture of so your spine and your hip. So for those that are nervous about undergoing these this test, really, it's pain-free, you know, um, just takes a few minutes. Okay. Um, so then uh, anyone out there listening, um, it's called a DEXA scan, and that gives you your T-score. Um, most, uh, most of them should probably their internal medicine doctor would refer you for something like yes, that? Yes, or an orthopedist, your GP, if you're working with an endocrinologist, and um, even uh, a GYN. Okay. Um, what are the effects of osteoporosis on a person's health in their life? Yes. So osteoporosis, as we now know, creates causes fractures. Uh, spinal fractures uh, causes that stoop-forward posturing, that kyphotic posturing that can lead to what we call a dowager's hump. Um, it causes a loss of height. Um, and being in that posture, you can imagine the neck and back pain can occur, shoulder pain can occur. Um, in that stoop-forward posture, it's hard to raise your arms over your head to reach. Um, it's difficulty. Um, you have difficulty breathing because the lungs are being compressed. And if there's enough stoop, uh, stooping forward, the rib cage actually presses down on the abdomen and can affect uh, your digestion. It makes you feel full faster, and digestion takes a lot longer. Um, also, in that flex-forward posture, your balance reactions are altered. And this, in turn, can lead to you being unsteady on your feet, losing your balance, and falling, which can lead to a fracture. Right. So those those older elderly women that you see with the uh, bending over the hump, yes. that my kids would always say, oh, what's wrong with them? It's really an osteoporotic fracture that's causing them to bend. It is. Uh, I'm going to hold you on the, on the answer, finish the answer on that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Kavita Patel. I'm Tom Wood of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Suffering from neck or back pain can truly disrupt your life. Every day I hear the stories of people whose lives have been disrupted by back pain, but who are afraid to see a neurosurgeon. They're scared of surgery. But at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, we make getting back to the life you want possible using a variety of minimally invasive treatments. 
Our group of specialists are among the best trained doctors in the state, the leaders in stroke and minimally invasive spine and brain tumor procedures, and we view surgery as the last option. Don't be afraid to end your pain. Trust Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We have six offices throughout New Jersey and are affiliated with most healthcare systems. Call 973-285-7800 or visit us at ansdocs.com. That's ansdocs.com. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We've truly got your back. Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood, and today we're speaking to Kavita Patel, a physical therapist at Kessler Institute in Clifton, whose specialty amongst many uh, is osteoporosis, and that's our topic today is osteoporosis. To speak to uh, Kavita today, uh, it is a live show, is 973-267-9687. When we left for break, Kavita, we were discussing the effects of osteoporosis, and you were talking about uh, the dowager's hump and how people start to tend to lean forward due to compression fractures. I'm going to leave you off there. Um, what else is something that, um, how it affects people's lives? Yes. So um, having osteoporosis makes you more prone to developing or sustaining fractures. Um, as I mentioned, most of the fractures occur in the spine, the hip and pelvis, and in the wrist. Any fall resulting in an injury um, if we have osteoporosis, you're likely to fracture. And this will result in hospitalization, surgery, and possibly loss of independence and the quality of life. And I have some interesting facts here. Um, about 24% of hip fracture patients aged 50 and older die within the first year following a hip fracture. Six months after hip fracture, only 15% of patients can walk across a room unaided. Wow. So, you know, we see a lot of patients in uh, physical therapy after a fracture, recovering from a fracture, and we try to help them get back to walking independently, get back to their home environment and living, uh, you know, getting as close to a normal lifestyle as what they had before the fall. Um, but I think it's very important to work on prevention. We need to minimize these falls from occurring in the first place because as these numbers show, many people don't get back to an independent lifestyle again. Right. Uh, and when I was a young x-ray tech uh, years ago when I first started, I remember working the ERs and uh, these elderly patients would come in on a stretcher and you would look at that leg and you would say, oh, my God, it was a, it's yeah. a fracture. And then I remember going to the OR and watching them fix that yes. and saying, oh, my God, that was horribly yeah. devastating to watch that surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's the important thing right now. And that's really what I want to spend the, the rest of our time with today is what are the current treatment recommendations? I know what your specialty is, and that's why I want to get into that. So let's go. What are the current treatments uh, that are done? So managing osteoporosis, it's a multifaceted approach. It's a combination of proper diet, um, medication, and proper exercising. And uh, when it comes to diet, we all know a diet rich in calcium and vitamin D is essential for bone health and medication. There are a lot of medications out there that help um, decrease the breakdown, the rate of breakdown of bone, and might promote new bone. Um, there's so many out there that you definitely want to discuss with your physician, which is going to be the best option for you and the pros and cons of each medication. And thirdly, exercise. And that is my specialty. So I'm going to spend a little bit more time talking about the exercise component of it. Um, I break up exercises into five subgroups, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about each one of them. Number one is weight-bearing exercises. And one thing, if, any, if your listeners can remember, um, 
this expression that I use all the time with my patients is exercises that stress the bone strengthen the bone. So you want to be giving bone the stress um, that stimulates the body to create new bone, stronger bone. So weight-bearing exercises includes exercise that you do in standing that's putting compression through the joints. That includes um, walking, jogging, going up and down steps, hiking, dancing. Uh, for the younger listeners that um, don't have osteoporosis yet, um, you can do more higher-level impact activities like jump roping, running, um, martial arts, any of those types of activities. Now, weight-bearing exercises is recommended that we do them 30 minutes a day, at least five days a week. You, if you can't do 30 minutes straight, you can break it up into 10-minute intervals three times a day. Um, and I also recommend having uh, an exercise buddy. So you and a friend going out uh, 30 minutes of exercise, um, walking exercise every day. Um, many malls, actually, before the stores open, they are open to the public, and you can. I always hear about patients uh, well, yeah. doing a walking program. Mall walkers, mall they call walkers, them. <laughs> exactly. And so that's a good way to start. Okay. Now, um, thinking of you know weight bearing exercise as an exercise that stresses the bone, it's easy to understand how that works when you think about being in a non weight bearing environment. Let's say astronauts when they're out in space, uh, the longer they're out there they actually lose bone density. So it's un easy to understand then that when you are in a weight weighted environment, you are going to improve bone density. Okay. So, the, so no mm -hmm. space trips for these No people. space trips for now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next type of exercise is strengthening exercises. Strengthening um, using weights or resistance bands, anything that you can do to work against gravity. And um, exercising... Uh, these anti-gravity muscles actually will help strengthen the bones. Um, if, when you think of lifting a weight, the muscle is exerting strain on the bone to lift that weight. And again, the body um, is stimulated to strengthen that area to solidify it for the next time you do that activity. Strength exercises are recommended to be performed two to three days a week. Okay. Um, the next type of exercise postural exercises. And this is important not just for anybody that has a diagnosis of osteoporosis, just everybody in general. In fact, um, my patients and my family can attest I'm the worst stickler when it comes to posture. Even if you come to see me for the knee, I'll find a way to talk to you about posture. I sit up here because <laughs> I feel like I'm slouching. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's very important to emphasize core muscles and all the anti-gravity muscles that hold us up straight the shoulders, the shoulder blades, the neck extensors. Um, you know, our modern lifestyle is such that we're sitting all the time. We're sitting watching TV or at the computer, driving, and very rarely do we work on standing up and sitting up straight. Um, so very simple exercise I tell patients to do is come sit towards the edge of the chair, make your back nice and long, roll your shoulders up, back, and down, and squeeze the shoulder blades back together. That's a very easy exercise that can be done anywhere. Um, there's a lot of neck exercises. Um, there's a lot, you know, for posture also, when we sit slouched, our chest muscles get tight, so we want to work on stretching out those chest muscles and, chest muscles and opening up our shoulders. Um, the other thing is watch how you sit. Those soft recliners and couches are terrible for our spine. When we're in those positions, our bodies get stuck in that position. And then when we want to stand up, we don't fully straighten out. Uh, when we're younger, we can easily bounce back. The tissues are more elastic. 
But as we get older, they're not as elastic and they don't go back to the original position. Um, so something I tell my patients is don't stay sitting for too long, even in any good position. Get up after every 30 minutes during commercial break. If you're watching a movie or TV show, get up, walk around the house, or even just stand with your back up against the wall for a few minutes. Okay. And now the next exercise um, that I stress a lot, especially for the osteoporosis population, is balance, balance re-education. As we mentioned, if you fall, you're likely to break a bone if you have osteoporosis. So we need to minimize our fall risk. Now, many factors affect our balance as we get older. Some are intrinsic, some are extrinsic. Intrinsic factors are things like loss of vision or changes in your vision, maybe vertigo, um, dizziness caused by some cardiac and blood pressure medications we might be taking. Maybe we have poor sensation due to neuropathy in the feet. We can't feel where our feet are landing. Maybe you have arthritis that makes your joints stiff, um, or overall generalized weakness just from not being active. Um, these factors can put you at an, an increased risk of falling. Right, and that's why in the hospital, um, um, when people are, um, uh, they have fall signs up when yes. you're at that age because yes. there's just a risk of them falling. Exactly. And then there are some external factors that um, can increase our risk of falling, just some things in, within our own house, like having loose throw rugs right. or waxed floors, um, improper footwear, um, long pajamas, you know. Uh, most falls actually that occur occur within our own home between the bedroom and the bathroom at night. And it's understandable. Many people have to go to the bathroom during the night. We wake up, we're half asleep, the lights are turned off, and we're fumbling in the dark. And so this is when many people fall. So uh, taking special precautions to minimize falling at that time, keeping the light on, having um, you know proper slippers that you're going to wear, and making sure the floors are, are clear of any clutter. Okay. Um, now, uh, go ahead. yes, go ahead. Uh, well, I have a question, like I said, because time is getting close to the end. I really want to talk about, um, do we have this, do we have to the fifth uh, risk factor there or the treatment recommendation was uh, balance? Yes. Okay. Um, physical therapy, how, do you, how does it manage osteoporosis? So um, a lot of times exercising, uh, many people have not exercised before or recently, and exercise can be painful, and you might not know what kind of exercises are safe for you. So that's where uh, coming to a physical therapist can help. We will perform an evaluation, assess your posture, flexibility, strength, and your balance, and based on our findings, design a tailored exercise program that fits your capabilities. We'll help you work through any arthritic pain, any balance issues, um, and you might only need you know, two or three sessions of therapy to get you started, or you might need a little bit more um, to be able to continue with an independent exercise program. We try to design exercises that you can use with minimal equipment at your home, using things around the house. Um, and for those that would like to go to the gym, we can design an exercise program that you can do safely at the gym using the gym equipment. Okay. And, um, you know, in New Jersey, physical therapy is uh, New Jersey's direct access state, so right. you don't need a physician referral to initiate physical therapy. When you come for an evaluation, if we find that there is something that you need to consult with your doctor about, we will definitely refer you to the right medical professional. Right. Now, when someone comes to you for that, say, to direct access, they <clears throat> have a T-score and they're finding out they're osteopenic or osteoporosis, they want to come see you. Um, 
how do you evaluate them as far as their treatment recommendations? So you have the five steps. Um, is that what you do? You do you do some weight training, you do some resistance training, and that's how you move exactly, forward? Exactly, exactly. And we'll find out the, the key um, impairments that we need to initiate uh, treatment for. And uh, we'll definitely try to work through all, th- all of those steps. In fact, the one step that I didn't mention was functional strengthening. Okay. And that's a simple exercise of things that we do on a daily basis, like getting up and down from a chair. That would be an exercise that would include. Um, now, going along with, um, with exercising, I mentioned a lot of things that you should do. There are a lot of things you should not do. Okay. Um, sit-ups and crunches, if you have osteoporosis, you want to avoid those. Um, tennis and golf, if you have osteoporosis, those activities should be avoided. A lot of people ask me about Pilates and yoga. Those are great exercises, but you want to avoid movements and postures that cause too much bending and twisting of the spine. So you want to make sure you discuss with your instructor uh, safe exercises for you. And uh, one other thing, the National Osteoporosis Foundation actually endorses Tai Chi as a very effective form of exercise for osteoporosis. Okay. That's very interesting. Well, I want to thank you again, Kavita. And like I said, for everyone who is out there, um, it's prevention is key. Um, if for some reason you, you do have osteoporosis and you do sustain a, a, a compression fracture of the spine, Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist does have the Kyphoplasty Center, which is uh, run by Dr. Jonathan Baskin. So give our office a call and ask um, to maybe get an appointment with him to evaluate your fracture for the kyphoplasty procedure. And you could always mention the radio show um, that you heard about it on the show, and that way we will know and we'll uh, give you that VIP treatment, of course, as always. Um, I want to thank you again, Kavita Patel thank from you. Kessler Institute for coming on. Hopefully we'll bring you back on uh, some more topics of that. Um, I'm Tom Wood from Atlantic neurosurgical specialists again to reach me or at the office it's 973-285-7800 i look forward to speaking to you all again next sunday with another interesting topic have a wonderful sunday join us again next week for answers live your community medical connection making a partnership of good health The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decision.